Welcome to Write to Publish, your go-to podcast for all things writing and publishing. I'm Karen Stanley, a 14 times published author and the founder of Mabel and Stanley Publishing. Join me as I share a multitude of tips and insights drawn from my own writing and publishing journey. We'll be hearing from some inspirational authors too, who will share their writing experiences and top tips for success. Each week, we'll learn about an aspect of writing from composition to genre and from publishing to marketing. Listen in as we learn and chat about all things writing and publishing. And let's get you on the right path. Hello and welcome back to Write Now. This week, I wanted to talk to you about publishing, all things publishing. Publishing is an absolute minefield and I can promise you that my journey through that publishing minefield was not without trauma. I wanted to talk to you today about the different types of publishing options that are available to you and also to tell you that every publishing journey will look different to another one. And what is right for one writer may not be right for another writer. It doesn't make what you've chosen wrong. There's lots of people out there, the naysayers who will say, oh, you've done it the wrong way. That's a scam. You shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have done that. There are people out there who are unscrupulous, but there are lots of people out there who you might need to get support from. And it doesn't mean that you've chosen wrong. So let's talk about the publishing options one by one. You've basically got about four options. The first one that we're going to talk about is Vanity Press. Now, these publishers, in inverted commas, are generally very unscrupulous. There are some out there that are OK, but the rule of thumb is that they are to be avoided. Part of the reason that they're to be avoided is they aren't very honourable and they charge extortionate amounts of money to get your book into print. I myself, at the beginning of my journey, was scammed by a vanity press. I paid an awful lot of money for a product that was really poor quality. I had to go back and forth to them hundreds of times with errors and kind of formatting issues, which they more or less told me were my fault and never really fixed them properly. And I gave up in the end. One of the ways to spot a vanity press, because it can be quite um, difficult, and this was especially uh, true for me, they contacted me. If a publisher contacts you, I would probably run away. The reason why is they trawl the net looking for writers and they prey on your fragile ego, your naivety, your lack of experience, and they will offer to publish your book. It's a bit like, you know, if you go on Facebook and you look at a pair of shoes, suddenly you get loads of adverts for shoes. Um, people who are vanity press are very good at scouting out people who have either been visiting writers groups or searching for writing tips or publishing tips or what have you. There's, you know, there's lots of ways that they can find you. And they will contact you. That's exactly what happened to me. They contacted me, said, have you written a book? Would you like it to be published? And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. And foolishly, I thought they were a, a proper bona fide publishers and thought it was amazing. That was my naivety. And lots of people have made a similar mistake. So when I got the book and it was terrible and I kind of scrapped it. And since then, I've realized that what they were vanity press, they hadn't even read my book. Those are huge red flags. If someone contacts you and then you ask them questions about their book and they haven't read your book, that just proves that they will pretty much publish anything. Because why on earth would you publish something you haven't read? 
as a hybrid publisher, I wouldn't dream of publishing something I hadn't read because it could be awful and then it discredits my my publishing house and also the other authors who've published with me. Um, it could be inappropriate. It could be downright immoral. It could, you know, there's no way I would publish something that I hadn't read. Vanity Press, they're in it sort of for a quick buck. They'll publish anything. They charge you thousands. Um, so it doesn't matter if your book does well, doesn't do well, ends up as chip paper they're really not interested for them it's quantity over quality so if someone approaches you and particularly if they haven't read your book then I would run away and particularly if it's thousands of pounds some of them as well will offer contracts and it's really important that you read your contract carefully I had an author that I helped to publish and her contract with a vanity press it turns out was oh pages and pages long she was told that she had to sign page four before they would release the rest of the contract to her to read. So basically we're tying her in before she could read the second part of the contract, which might have made her run away a little bit, you know. Um, and they said, if someone says to you it's a contributory deal, that's really rings alarm bells as well. They said to you, you're contributing 25%, which is 3,000 she was asked to um, contribute. And we'll contribute the other 75%. Now, there are so many problems wrong with that. First of all, they're trying to make her believe that it costs £12,000 to publish a book. It doesn't. Um, secondly, don't sign anything that you're not allowed to read in advance or sign anything that means you can't read what you need to sign next. I mean, that's just ludicrous. Um, and, you know, some of the terms within that contract were pretty ropey. So you really do need to read carefully. You need, we need to think carefully about what you're signing and make sure it works for you. I'm not saying don't pay for publishing services. I'm just saying that if you are going to pay for publishing services, you need to do your due diligence and you need to research. So Vanity Press, avoid them. There are also sites on the internet that you can Google to look for reputable uh, publishing houses and also um, sites that can help you find disreputable publishing houses. So um, there are lists out there that say these are the top publishers to avoid because people have been duped by them. So Vanity Press, whatever path you choose, I wouldn't choose that path. There have been the odd vanity press out there that have actually done quite a good service for their authors and authors have been fairly happy and they haven't been too extortionate. But general rule of thumb is avoid them. So the second uh, method we'll talk about is self-publishing. Self-publishing is where you do everything yourself, as the name suggests. And you can do that through KDP, which is Kindle Direct Publishing, which is kind of affiliated with Amazon. And it's there self-publishing platform. It's the self-publishing arm of their business, if you like. So there is no reason why you can't upload your book to KDP and go live on Amazon. Some of the things that may stop you or be barriers to this is if you don't have enough technical expertise to get your book uploaded properly, because your book will have to be formatted appropriately in order for you to upload it to KDP. And that can be a bit tricky. You've got to get the margins right. If you've got colour there, you've got to get the bleed right. You've got to get um, all of the kind of formatting regulation, you know, the sort of constraints of the formatting right. And if you don't get that right, KDP will keep kicking it out and won't publish it for you. Or you run the risk of publishing a book that isn't very good and then you've got the chances of selling it. I mean, the marketing of a book is difficult anyway, um, but your chances of selling a poorly published book are slim to none. 
The other things you need to consider if you're self-publishing is you need you will need to get it edited or proofread at least. And that is something you're probably going to have to pay for. Again, I would not dream of publishing a book that hasn't been proofread at least because you're going to put something out there. The best writers in the world, some of my books are proofread three times before they even go um, to market because, you know, these things are very even minor mistakes are very easy to miss. So do not publish a book without an editor or a proofreader or some kind of beta read process that's going to cost you. So although the upload is free, it's going to cost you for proofreading. If you have the ISBN number, which is like the little barcode on the back, if you have the one that Amazon provides you, that's fine. That comes as part of the package. But it does mean that you can't market your book on any other platforms. It's exclusive to Amazon. So if you don't want that, then you've also got to purchase your own ISBN number. Um, and there are companies that you can do that from. You'll also need to think about cover design. If you don't have a decent cover, then again, your book's not going to sell. We buy with our eyes, don't we? So if you, I don't know, if you went into the shop and you wanted to buy a packet of biscuits and, and the, the packet looks, you know, it's got mouldy biscuits on the front, you're not going to buy the biscuits. I know that's quite an extreme example, but you get the idea. So a cover design is crucial. And if you can't do that self yourself, then you're going to have to get help to do that. So whilst self-publishing is free in inverted commas, there are lots of services that you're going to need to pay for, particularly editing, proofreading and cover design. And if you don't know how to upload it yourself and you keep getting it knocked back and you can't format it properly, then you're going to have to pay for those services as well, which might then lead me to my next path, which is either assisted self-publishing or hybrid publishing. I run Mabel and Stanley Publishing, which is a hybrid publishing house. And the reason I do that is because on my journey, I found hybrid publishing to be the best um, kind of method for me. And the reason for that is hybrid publishing will bridge the gap between traditional publishing and self-publishing. It's somewhere in between. And depending on the hybrid publisher will be depend on what services they offer. So they might say to you, the way I work is, I help with the technical uploading, with the formatting, uh, with the cover design, with the ind I um, give you an independent ISBN number. You know, I help you with the process to get your book live on Amazon and I charge for those services. But then once I've done that, I don't have any control or rights to your book and I don't take any royalties. There are some hybrid publishers who will charge a fee for their services and they might still also take some of your royalties from the sales of the book. With um, self-publishing you'll keep all your royalties apart from what Amazon will take for printing and um, and postage and, and sort of um, handling and that kind of thing but with um, hybrid publishing then you might have to give a bit of your uh, royalties to the publisher. Again read the contact uh, contract. Some um, pub hybrid publishing deals, they might have coaching in them. So those might be a bit more expensive because they might help you to, to coach you to write your book as well as format it, as well as edit it, as well as proofread it and then publish it. So that's going to be more expensive. Or if you're going to go and just get some help with the technical uploading, that will be slightly cheaper. If you're going to need cover design and other things like that, then, of course, that, that's going to put the price up because it's more hours of that person's time. Um, and those, you know, when you go into these writer's script, oh, money should only ever flow from the publisher to the author and never the other way around. Unfortunately, if you need help with certain services like formatting or editing or cover design or technical upload, people don't work for free. Um, and you're buying that expertise and you're buying their time. 
just do your due diligence again. Ask around, ask, uh, look at their testimonials, maybe try and find out someone who's used them and, and see what they think. Um, look on their website, you know, read your contract carefully, have a look on the um, internet to see if they're on the sort of, you know, author beware kind of list. Um, so there's lots of ways in which you can check, but read the terms and conditions of your contract really carefully. And a good hybrid publishing house will read your book. They will want to know about your book. They will want to know about the content. They will be very picky about what they publish still. I have not published everybody who's approached me, shall we say. I've been given lots of manuscripts. I haven't published them or taken their money to publish them. I've just said it's not appropriate for me because I didn't feel that the manuscript was either of a good enough standard or if the material was appropriate. It's generally, I mean, I, I publish quite a diverse range of titles and I like doing that. Uh, but if the manuscript is of poor quality, then I do not publish it because I don't want to discredit my publishing house. And also the authors that have their books published with me, these are great books. They don't want to be on a label where there's also any kind of dross is published you know that discredits and devalues everybody so if the hybrid publisher isn't really interested in your book doesn't really ask to see it doesn't have any kind of quality control process then that's an alarm bell and that's someone that I wouldn't use um, because it means they're not got a vested interest in your book they don't really care about the quality of it they just want you to pay them and then they want to move on to the next person so having quality control measures is a good way of determining uh, the kudos and the integrity of the publisher that you're going with. So that's hybrid publishing. And it will look slightly different for every hybrid publisher. So just search around and see which deal works best for you, depending on what level of support you need. Some hybrid publishers will offer marketing packages as well. And we'll talk about marketing in a minute. So finally, we're going to come to traditional publishers. Now, traditional publishers are like the ones that you imagine uh, straight away are things like Penguin, HarperCollins, Harlequin, that kind of thing. They are the considered the big publishers. And if you want a publishing deal with a traditional publisher, it takes time, effort and sometimes years. And the chances of you getting a publishing deal can be slim, depending on whether you get lucky, depending whether you end on the bottom of a pile on, on a publisher's desk, whether they're looking for what, you, what you've written or whether they don't publish your genre, that kind of thing. So what a traditional publisher do will do is they will take on board your manuscript and they will publish it and they won't charge you anything for their publishing services. However, they will want more control over your manuscript. So they might want control over editing the story and they might want to change parts of your manuscript. Um, they might want, well, they definitely probably would want control over cover design. If you've got a children's book, they'll have their own illustrators. They'll want to be, um, they'll want to have some kind of control over the illustration. So you have much less control over your book with a traditional publisher. And also once your book is published and starts to sell, then they will take a percentage of your royalties. And this could be quite a lot, to be fair. You might only get like 20% of your royalties moving forward. That's quite normal because, again, people say, oh, you know, a publishing house, the money will flow to you. But they want paying for their services. So they will take that payment in royalties rather than an upfront payment. There are some publishers 
who will give you an advance. So they might say, do you know what? We loved your manuscript, Karen. We're going to give you, and it can be anything from 10,000 to 100,000. It's unlikely to be 100,000 unless you're a very high profile name with loads of kudos and they're guaranteed they're going to sell hundreds and thousands of your books. Um, but if they give you an advance, they will want that money back before you then start earning more money because they need to recoup their costs. They're not a charity. They're doing, they're a business. So if they think your book has got a great chance of success, they might give you an advance, but that will have to be paid at some point. They don't, they're not just going to keep giving you money and not making any money for themselves. Otherwise, they'd all go out of business. So again, read the contract carefully. A couple of things to point out is that they could take your manuscript and then be so busy that they don't publish your manuscript for two years. And then you can't do anything with it because you've signed it over to the publisher. So there's no guarantee that they'll publish your manuscript straight away. And that's why some people opt for self-publishing or hybrid publishing, because typically it's a lot quicker. The other reason that people kind of sometimes find traditional publishing, you know, not as attractive as it might have been, is that it takes a long time. You have to query all the different publishers. You have to send submissions to them. And every submission will be different. You, some might want the first three chapters of your work. Some might want a synopsis. Some might want it double spaced and, you know, one and a half line spacing. Some might want um, a blurb. And, you know, it, you'd have, you'll have to query every individual publisher differently, which is hugely time consuming and can be really demoralising when you get rejection after rejection. I think J.K. Rowling got 60. So, you know, it's very competitive. You may get a publishing deal. You may not. But you could be months, years and you may never get anything. I was traditionally published for two of my novels with a, a small independent publisher, which I thought this is amazing. You know, I'm I'm home dry now. I've got a traditional publishing deal. I'm not going to have to do anything. I can just sit back and watch the watch the pennies come rolling in and the book sales going up. I was wrong because I kind of figured that if I got a traditional publishing deal, they would do all of the marketing for me. They don't. Unless you are famous or you've got a huge following, the marketing is going to be primarily down to you because marketing is a long game. It takes work. It's intensive. It takes commitment. It takes money. It takes investment. So really, whoever you publish with, whether it's one of the big five or a small independent publishing house, then you will be wholly responsible for the marketing or at least partly unless it's in very extreme cases. There are some publishers out there who are great at the marketing, but 99.9% .9 of the time it's going to be down to you. So I had two books uh, traditionally published and then I thought, do you know what? I'm doing all of this marketing and all of my royalties, a huge um, percentage of my royalties was going to the publisher. And I thought, well, this I don't see the point of this. I might as well. Um, use a hybrid publishing company or, or self-publishing or whatever I decide to do. And then at least I have control over my manuscript and I get to keep my royalties. So that's why I, in the end, didn't opt for traditional publishing. So those are your four options. I hope that's a lot of information to take in. And in subsequent episodes, I'm going to talk to you about book marketing and how you can raise your profile as an author, because sometimes that's the hardest part is getting your name out there. If you don't have a huge following, if you're not a TV personality, then that's part of the struggle is being able to get yourself out there. And it's really challenging and really difficult. So we'll talk about that in upcoming episodes. But really, my main takeaways from today are 
do your research, do your due diligence, re, you know, research into the publishing house that you've chosen or the publishing path that you've chosen. Make sure your book is well edited and that it's got a brilliant cover on it. Otherwise, nobody's going to pick it up. And if the person who you're doing, choosing to help you with your publishing isn't interested in your manuscript, doesn't want to read it, doesn't really seem to show any interest in your manuscript, then I would run away because it means they have little integrity and they'll publish anything for the right price, which is not what you want um, and not what will be good for you as an author in the long term. Hope that's been helpful. I'll see you all again soon or hear you all again soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening, whether you're on the YouTube channel or whether you're listening on audio. It's great to be part of your writing journey. And as always, if you've got any writing questions, please do get in touch. I'm always happy to help. You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook at Mabel and Stanley Publishing. Um, and I'm there for you. You know, if you, if you want some help, I, I love helping and I love being part of your journey. It's a real privilege. Take care, everyone, and uh, I'll speak to you again soon.